G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You know, I think I could put up with going to church if it wasn't for those other people. I mean, truly, some of them can be a real pain. Hypocrites. That's what goes through a lot of people's minds. And that's why so many don't go to church. But what if God always knew that this thing called church would be like that? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me. Today, we're going to be taking another look at this thing called church from a different perspective. You know the biggest problem I find with churches? I mean, there are a lot of them. Lots of problems. Lots. Almost every other day there's another story of some scandal in a church and the cover-ups. But the biggest problem I have with church, the one that is absolutely, without any shadow of a doubt, number one on my hit list of problems with churches, it's the other people. See, that's the thing. You go there, and there are these other people there. And as sure as God made little green apples, you get a bunch of people together, and some of them are going to rub you the wrong way. They're going to be a pain in the neck. They're going to disappoint us and hurt us. Now, fortunately, I'm not one of those people. And my hunch is neither are you. You and I, as Mary Poppins would say, well, we're practically perfect in every way. It's all those other people. They're the ones who are the pains in the neck. And if it weren't for them... Church would be fantastic, but they're the ones who ruin it. They're the ones who rob it of what God meant it to be. To tell you the truth, I am just not prepared to put up with it anymore. That's it. I've had enough. Until I get rid of those annoying people, I'm taking my bat and ball. I'm going home. And that, my friend, that is exactly the attitude that so many people have towards church in this consumer-oriented society. My expectation of church used to be that it would be something a bit like a zoo. You know, when you go to a zoo, you go to the different animal enclosures and you see a series of perfect, well-fed, well-looked-after specimens. The lion enclosure, perfect specimens. The elephant enclosure, more perfect specimens. The giraffe enclosure, yet more perfect specimens. You see, you experience what you're expecting, what you paid your money for. Perfect specimens. A lion is meant to look like a lion and behave like a lion, so the elephant and the giraffe and the chimpanzee. And that's why we go to the zoo, to see what we expect to see. And you know, that's how I first approached this thing called church, like it was meant to be a zoo. I expected to see and meet a whole bunch of perfect specimens, people who would give me what I came for, the perfect preacher, the perfect pastor, the perfect community, the perfect worship service, the perfect... Well, everything really. And what I discovered is that when you approach church that way with this expectation that they'll give you all that you came for, all that you put your money in the offering to pay for, when we approach church like that, it's only going to lead us to disappointment. Here's what I discovered. Church isn't so much like a zoo full of perfect specimens. It's more like, well, like a rehabilitation ward in a hospital full of broken people being restored back into health. Now, some of them are pretty healthy, to be sure. Some of them are getting much closer to being perfect specimens than you and I. 
but pretty much each person in that church is going to be a broken person somewhere along that journey of rehabilitation. Can I be really honest with you? I've met some really, really bad people in churches. I mean, shockers. And it horrified me that they'd be there. Of course, I've met some utterly fantastic people too. And no matter where I've gone, what churches I've visited or been associated with or been a part of, it's always been the same. It is invariably a mixed bag. And this reality, it doesn't fit with our expectation because deep down, we expect them all to be perfect. And and when people in churches are in pain, our natural reaction is to think, boy, something is seriously wrong in this place. But let me challenge that and ask you, is there? Interesting, Jesus' disciples had a similar perception of these people who turned out to be a pain. So Jesus told them a parable to explain what was going on. And just as it explained the reality way back then, it still explains the reality so graphically and perfectly for today. So have a listen to what he said and what he's saying to us 2,000 years on. Matthew chapter 3, beginning at verse 24. He put before them another parable. He said, The kingdom of heaven can be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore the grain, then the weeds appeared as well. Now the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him then, Do you want us to go out and gather them in? But the master replied, No, for in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Every time I open my Bible, this thing that I thought was going to be some crummy, dry, old theology textbook when I started out, My spirit soars because this God of yours and mine, this Jesus, is so utterly down-to-earth and amazing and realistic and practical. He didn't talk about esoteric theology. He talked about real-life things and turned people's worlds upside down by looking at things from a completely different perspective. And you see here, he's dealing with this idea that we have that a church should be perfect, and if it ain't perfect, then it's not the church for me. What Jesus is saying quite simply is this, that in God's kingdom, and remember the tangible reality of that kingdom on this earth is God's church. In God's church, there is always going to be a mixed bag. God plants good seed in his church and he calls good people into his family. But then the enemy comes along and tosses some weeds in there too. Remember amongst the 12 disciples whom Jesus chose, the enemy, the devil, got a hold of one of those, Judas Iscariot, with devastating effect. The enemy's going to get hold of some people's hearts right in the midst of the body of Christ. And instead of delivering a good harvest, they're only going to produce more weeds. That's normal. That's what Jesus is saying. And when the servants say, Master, so do you want us to go and do some weeding? He says, no, no, no. Leave them there. I'll get to them at harvest time. The sovereign choice of God is to leave the weeds in place. Did you pick that? He chooses not to make his kingdom a zoo full of perfect specimens, but a mixed bag. That's the reality. That's God's choice. My hunch is he puts those people there, not not so that we can be victims, 
but so that we can learn to love and to overcome and to suffer and to give and to serve even our enemies. Even those people who play politics, those who are selfish or nasty or painful or however they rub us the wrong way in church. My friend, church is never, ever going to be perfect in this life. There are always going to be some weeds scattered through the crop. But what Jesus is saying is this, leave them to me. I'll deal with them. I'll handle them in due course. I will sort the weeds from the wheat on the day of harvest, on the day of judgment. But in the meantime, get on with it. Let the good wheat grow. Let it yield its grain. If you're good wheat, go and be good wheat. As I said, Jesus is thoroughly realistic. And when we take this parable of his into our hearts, it puts those difficult people, those painful people, those hurtful people, those people who get us all disillusioned about church, it it shines a whole new light on things. And all of a sudden, the Lord is giving us a license to just get on with it. How often do we waste our time worrying about the weeds? Just get on with it. tell you about our free daily devotional to help you be all that God made you to be. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to your inbox each and every day where you can choose to read, listen or even watch the daily video. Or if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. Printed or digital, both of those are completely free. It's God's Word, fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump onto the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh Devotional sign-up waiting there for you. Or if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1300 722 415 to request the printed Fresh Devotional. The website and toll-free number again are freshdevotional.org or 1300 722-415. Head across to the website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.